Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mustard MMA. How you doing, Matthew? You got your barnet cut, looking fresh? <laughs> Thank you. I'm not feeling very fresh, Joseph. Uh, no? I've been up since the crack of dawn. I've been up what since happened? the crack of dawn this morning. It's just, it's just well hot, isn't it? It's just well hot. <laughs> one of those <laughs> nights. Well, I had one of those nights night on Sunday, off. actually. They're not yeah, good, are they? You're continue. just laying there with your own thoughts. Yeah. Really hot. What happened was, it was a load of chatting. Obviously, everyone's out and about at a minute. It's really hot. Everyone's boozing on their balconies and stuff. And I thought, I'm shutting my window here. I can't add all this. And uh, I forgot I shut it, and I was just sweating all night. <laughs> so I was up at half four, quarter to five. And I thought, sod this. I'm going to get up. And uh, I ended up going to the gym about six o'clock. At the time, I felt on top of the world. I felt brilliant. I was, uh, I was loving now. life. By half eight, I was done. <laughs> Absolutely done. Well, this, so, this is like, <laughs> what's that? Three hours before you get up, so really you're like you're three hours along, aren't you? You you got jet lag essentially. Yeah, I, so basically I've been to Dubai. <laughs> yeah, Is that the right time? Pretty time much. Scheme I'm on. Yeah. It feels as hot as Dubai, but Joseph, how are you? You haven't had your bike done. No, no, I'm still going strong. No, I'm all good. Obviously, we're all in we're all in good mood at the moment aren't we, because of England. Obviously, watched the game at the weekend. Superb win over the Germans. I'm out tomorrow for the quarterfinal, so I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, we're doing we're this doing? on a Friday. Well, I just uh, we got got a table booked in a pub, just a normal pub, but you got to get you got a book nowadays, isn't you? So should be good, you know. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. It'll be a day. It'll be be a little day out with a bit of football at the end, and you'll either feel good after it or you feel shit, and it'll ruin your night. So we'll have to see how it goes, won't we? So we're going to start with the big news this week, Matthew. Quite literally and figuratively, another in. Well, I've got to say, it's an interim title. In the UFC, we haven't seen one of these for a while. I was trying to think earlier when the last one was. I can't really remember it, to be honest. But it's Derek Lewis up against uh, Cyril Garn after his win at the weekend. Yeah. What's, what's all this about, Joseph? Strange, isn't it? Because there's uh, quite a large elephant in the room named Francis Ngannou. And to be fair, <laughs> there's, there's, there's another pretty big one there called John Jones. And it's like, we've been waiting for that fight for for quite a few months now and instead we're getting Derek Lewis Cyril Garn. Well I, I think you got I think you got three elephants in there because you got Stepe knocking around as well. It's <laughs> yeah, like true. A, a menagerie. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's so, a lot of elephants knocking about and um it, none of them are fighting. This is absolutely bizarre. I, I think this is just a massive power play. I don't know if I'm being cynical Joseph. I don't is this gonna go ahead? I mean we've seen it before, these sort of things where they They've leaked news that this is an interim title just to play, uh, force someone's hand. In this case, it's Francis. I mean, Joseph, am I being cynical there? Am I mad? Uh, I, I, I think you might be right in that it's a power move. I mean, I think it probably is, whichever way you look at it. But I don't know. I don't know if they're going to, like, if they've done it to, like, deliberately pull it, so to speak. I think that might just be, a, I don't know, a bit of a waste of everyone's time. You'd be a bit pissed off if you were Derek Lewis or Garn and it got hold for some some reason yeah i mean it, it just doesn't make any sense i mean i can't see that selling many i know you you like talking about pay-per-view points joseph you're a big <laughs> fan of that but i just can't see this drawing in the crowds can you i know lewis is a big favorite but when when everyone knows there's at least one or maybe two and sometimes in this case even three better heavyweights on the planet who aren't fighting for this strap it, it's just it's just not going to get the tongues wagging, is it? And four, if you throw in DC, who's just retired. So I don't know. It's a very, very strange one. I looked here. I thought I was, it was nighttime when I read this. I thought I was half asleep before I was dreaming. Odd, <laughs> odd stuff, but brilliant for, for Garn and Lewis, though. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't mind the fight itself. I think it's probably a, a fight that makes a decent bit of sense. I'd like to see Derek Lewis have a go at Francis. That'd be fun. But it's just, yes, yeah, the, the interim title, wasn't it? Like, like, kind of come out of nowhere. They seem to move away from those a little bit. But, I mean, on Cyril Garner, how do you think he did get on at the weekend? Obviously, he beat Volkov. I thought Volkov might be a little bit of a dark horse, might be a bit of a spoiler in that one. Never really turned out that way. I think, to be fair, to Cyril Garn, we've had some we've had some good strikers in the heavyweight division there, Overeems, people like that. I think Cyril Garn might be the most technical striker, combined with you know maybe a bit of sort of um, fight knowledge, kind of experience in there. He's got a good, good, good game plan, but he might be one of the most technical fighters in there, really, because he just. All the basics, jab, right hook, in and out, good defence, made it look pretty easy against Volkov, didn't do anything, you know, extraordinary, doesn't really stop people necessarily either, does he, considering what a specimen he is, but against up against Derek Lewis on that performance, you know, Derek Lewis, could you see Cyril Garn dancing around him for five rounds? Derek Lewis has always got that, that one-punch knockout, as he has shown against opponents like Volkov in the past, but do you reckon Cyril Garn, from what you've seen, has got the ability to do that? I, I think he has, yeah. I think <laughs> you've, you've nailed it on the edge there, Joseph. I think he's just technically sound in every facet, isn't he? and he don't really put himself in any danger at any point. He's just very much so, oh, yeah, win this little exchange, out he goes again. He's, he's very good everywhere as well, and like, like you, I thought Volkov have had not only the sort of size in terms of uh, length and height, and experience in the striking, but just experience in general in the cage, I thought it'd be far too much for him. And Garn just sort of, he almost breezed through it, didn't he? So I thought, I was very impressed by that. I thought the fact he's only got, what, 10-0 now? Against someone like Volkov. Um, prior to that, who was it? Junior De Santos, I think he finished. And was there somebody else on top of that, Joe, I'm missing? There was definitely another big name yeah, in there from one, Garn. Yeah. But nevertheless, I think it's... Um, I think on paper, I think he beats Lewis every every day of the week. But I've said that about Lewis before. I thought Volkov would do that against him. Blazy, I certainly thought would do it. And both of them ended up getting KO'd. So never write off uh, the Black Beast and Derek Lewis, Joseph. But nine times out of ten, you've got to think Cyril Garn. He's, he's the next gen and he's, he's good at everything. He's And as you say, he's an absolute specimen of a man. So <laughs> when him and Francis eventually do throw down... It's a bit of a dream matchup, in it? So, and then you've got to think the winner of this is going to face Francis. It's a glorified number one contender. It's the silver belt. It's the Intercontinental title. And the winner's <laughs> going to fight Francis. But it does lead to the question, what's happening to Big John? God knows. God knows. I mean, he's he's looking... Where is he's, he? He's looking very big these days. I think, I think he's just lifting weights and, like, doing, uh, like, gun assault course type things. Shooting and that. <laughs> I think that's... I think that's all he does down in the desert down there. I, I, got, I think, just to be fair to John Jones, I think he said, look, I'll do it when I'm ready. You're not giving me enough money. I can still, uh, you know, take more time and do it better, be in more physical shape, you know, not rush things. I'm not getting, you know, I'm not that old. I've smashed everyone I've ever fought. I'll come back when I'm good and ready and you'll all love me for it. So, I, you know, I can't, can't knock John Jones too much and, we're always saying we'd like to see fighters get paid more, so I don't blame John Jones for holding out. Uh, and I think it's just, unfortunately, the UFC aren't going to budge at the moment, so maybe they're going to play a few more of the cards they've got in their hand until eventually either John Jones relents or the UFC relent. I think, you know, he's not scared, is he, or anything like that. 
No, of course he ain't. That's that's, that's crazy talk. <laughs> if anyone suggests that he's he's already vacated. He's already moved up. He's putting on the pounds. He, he wants to fight the big the big boys. He just wants the the big money as well. And I think he's. I'm glad to see that Francis is sort of saying the same sort of stuff really, yeah, and true. Sort of puts the UFC up against the wall a little bit. If you've got two of the biggest stars, not just one half of the the biggest fight you could make but both halves so and I think once you, they start seeing some of these heavyweight interim title fights bring in a couple of couple of dud numbers basically they're not going to bring in a lot of money are they I think they'll soon relent and I think they'll end up paying them the, the money that they deserve really John Jones he's been a bit of a pain in the arse and he to say the very least yeah he has but he, he's, he's the best they've ever had so they need to pay the man and Francis, he's their biggest star, isn't he? I don't care which way you slice it, he's their biggest star at the minute. He's the one who sort of captivates the audiences who don't normally watch the sport. He's the one who's going to cross over. He's the one who's going to take it to, as well as Adesanya and Usman to Africa. So he's, they need to get behind him and pay him. He's phenomenal. They've backed him all this way to date anyway. Why not get him over the line and give him a few extra quid? So, yeah, ho- hopefully we get to see that fight sometime soon, Joseph. But it don't look like it's going to be... When is this one? September? Uh, August, I believe. August? I think that's that's what I saw, yeah, early August. A little Who summer knows? sizzler. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in the heavyweight division. We had one at the weekend, I don't know if you saw it, Tanner Bosa knocked out OSP. Obviously OSP got finished in his last fight, stepped up in weight to heavyweight, got finished again, but bit of a fence grab in there. Bit of, well, potentially anyway, potentially a fence grab. OSP saying there might have been Tanabosa denying it. I think OSP's appealing. Seeing that one, what do you make of it? Talk, talk me through it, Joseph. What, what actually happened? What was the sequence? Well, so uh, OSP was kind of holding Tanabosa down on the floor and kind of trying to throw him about. And it looked like Tanabosa grabbed onto the fence, then got up. There might have been a clash of heads in there, but literally from that sequence, Tanabosa landed a big shot and finished him. Uh, on replay, it looks like there might not have been a fence grab. It looks like he kind of pushed it off. And then OSP is saying, but I felt the ref come in and tap me on the back. And then he kind of just, he, he just went off. And he said that moment where I got tapped and thought, oh, that's the ref stopping it. That was enough to turn the tide. And then he got finished from that moment onwards. If it's a fence grab, I think you've got to look at it by the rules. If it's a fight changing sequence, it, I think it's a no contest. But as you say, mm. Joseph, with your BDI, you say that it probably weren't one and that it was the ref's touching them that it's caused the confusion there it's a ref fuck up and it's just unfortunate for OSP like uh, old Herb Dean with Lawler and Ben Askren that one that was it's still an Askren win Lawler went out it was just a major cock up by Herb Dean oh, I mean yeah it was been all over social medias and that I don't know it's a tough one isn't it people kind of go both sides but you know it is what it is what about this weekend two of Asa Hardy briefly stick with the heavyweights Two of Asa, we gonna, is this the start of his run? Is he going to be the next cabin of rank, move himself top six, seven, five? Can you see him know. fighting a, the loser of a Cyril Garn Lewis? You know, Derek Lewis loses against Garn. Two of Asa beats Hardy. Is he the next man? I, I think he, he got pushed a bit too quickly before, didn't he? Because yeah. he was quite likeable and he was knocking out sure those is. that weren't really in that upper echelons. I, I think they'll be cautious not to do the same thing again I think he will be as well I think this is the perfect matchup you've got the ultimate good guy versus like just the bastard of yeah. the UFC ain't ya he's and still hanging about great to be fair to him and he's still hanging about Greg Hardy I mean you might have thought we might have been cut by now but 
potentially, you know, could be a massive win for him. I, I think I think he's done all right. To be fair, yeah. he, he's not looked too bad. I mean, it, it gets to a point. Obviously, you've got his history and stuff like that. It's got to get to a point where you just you can't bang on about that all the time. Now he's there. He's he's in the heavyweight division. Let's let's critique him on what he does in the cage. And while he has had his detractors, what of his dodgy cardio and his asthma pump and all that game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's actually looked okay in that Volkov fight in particular. I know it was a defeat, yeah. but no one gave him a chance there. And he actually acquitted himself well. I think his striking looks good. So I think it's going to be a good little stand-up stand up war. I think that two of Asa will probably get it done. He's, he's too he's too good on his feet, isn't he? For, and he's too powerful for Greg Hardy. And particularly if it goes a little longer. I know two of Asa is not exactly the most slim of lads. No. But he, he, he's not got poor cardio. Whereas I think, yeah, I think Greg Hardy definitely does. So I, I'd like to see two of us to get the win there. I think he will. A little shoey as well. Joseph, you in agreement? Yeah, I do think so. I think from what you hear from two of us, I think he's um, just sort of taking it a bit more seriously nowadays, which I think always helps. So I think I think there is the potential there. Definitely. I think he's got a good camp. That's got good good crowd down there, aren't they? So I think I think he'll do all right. So uh, on that card, Joseph, we, we, we sort of... Gone on the heavyweights there. We'll just step back a bit there. Justin James was on that card. Now, I didn't see this fight, but an interesting story did develop from it. First of all, Joseph, how did the fight go? Who did he fight? How did he get on? He lost. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who to. <laughs> no. It's the story, though, isn't it? Because he was on a three-fight losing streak anyway, as it is in the UFC. And so he's decided going into this one that he's going to bet it all on himself. I think he, I think he was on twenty five grand show uh, win structure, whatever you call it. So I yeah. think he's chucked the old beforehand before it's even happened. Chucked twenty five grand down on himself to win, snap a free fight losing streak, and uh, unfortunately he went out there and he didn't. And I think actually now you you mentioned it was a split decision loss as well. So not only is he lost four and a bounce in the UFC, he's didn't get paid for this one. I mean, I, I admire his belief and his optimism. <laughs> it's it's, it's got to be admired, isn't it? But it's, it's not the most intelligent thing to do. But, like, mate, I didn't even know you could do that sort of thing. I didn't think that was even allowed. Yeah, I mean, it's not in, like, football and stuff like that, is it? Definitely. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, as long as you're not in on it with the other guy you're going to beat. Yeah, I mean, if, I you suppose, bet, if, if you bet you, on the other bloke... You could, you could be in league with the other bloke and say, look, I'm putting money on me. If you let me win, we'll split it. Well, maybe it's even just a little nice insurance policy because you're only ever guaranteed your show money, aren't you? So maybe if you always bet on the other bloke, if you win, you get your win money, and if you lose, you get your bet back. Yeah, I think, I think you're definitely not allowed to bet on the other guy. <laughs> that would raise a few eyebrows, if you ask me. Yeah. But... Poor bloke, you got a feel for him. I'd like to see his face when that decision is actually announced. So I might have to go back and watch that. The uh, the sadomasochist in me. <laughs> to yeah, see I mean, that's, uh, the disappointment, the double disappointment in his face. Can you imagine? It's a kick in the teeth, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know if I'd recommend it to any aspiring fighters out there, whether you want to take my advice or not. Probably. But the the things come in three, so he's lost. He's lost the bet. And now he's lost four and a bounce. Is he actually going to get cut as well? This is the thing now. Yeah, quite quite possibly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I hope he doesn't. I hope he gets another chance. 
because uh, you know I hope the UFC take pity on him in a way and say, look, I'll give you a chance to maybe make some money. Don't put all this on yourself this time. Take you know, take take what you can get. Well, I mean, I've seen him fight before. He's actually quite decent as well. So I think I think he lost in a, a, a card last year there. He put up a good show as well, so that was obviously one of his four losses. But he's obviously a decent fighter. He backed himself, and I'm sure he'll be back. But you, you can't be doing stuff like that, Joseph. It's not very any. No, not not for me. That I mean, I ain't got 25 grand to put on myself in the first place, anyway. So no, no. <laughs> I'm speaking out of turn here. <laughs> speaking of the card from the weekend, actually, we can't men- can't move on without mentioning Jai Herbert. Up against Moicano, and probably to be fair, it was it was more impressive from Moicano. He's up, moved up to lightweight now. I kind of thought he was done. I was like, look, I think Herbert's going to win this one. He's got no chance, Moicano, and uh, he just come out and just absolutely ragdoll him, smashed him to the floor. Dare I say it? Dare I say it? A little bit of the Charles Oliveira's about him in there at lightweight, the way he dispatched of him. Do you think Moicano's got a chance? Is he gonna? Is he making a resurgence at lightweight in his old age? Oh, the weekly, he's got the Charles Oliveira's about him. <laughs> Rears his head. Yes. He this has. one is a little bit closer. Yeah, he's like a, a, a wiry Brazilian. He's wiry, isn't he? Great jiu-jitsu I, I was, as well. I was in, I'd like you, I was writing him off. I thought he was done. But I feel silly again because you look at the people he's lost to. Fiziev, standing, he's always going to have trouble there. To, to be fair, he had trouble standing against Jai Herbert. Jai Herbert at one oh, exchange, he, he was he was excellent, and uh, he's starting to come into it. And it's just one of those, you're, ah, yeah, yeah. Every time he goes for a takedown, gets it every time. Yeah, it's just so frustrating when it's the fighter you're actually willing to win. So, but Jai Herbert, he's had a tough go in his first two fights, and he hopefully he gets one more shot at least. Excellent yeah. fighter. But yeah, Moicano, I, I think he does have the Charlie Olives about him. He, he's got that. You, you, it's nowadays you can't just rule out anyone like you could in the past. Mm. You, you seem to see it have a lot of journeymen coming through the ranks, and and Moicano could easily throw his name into the hat. What with the way that the, the lightweight division is at the minute, there's a lot of a changing of the old guard, and Moicano's still knocking about. He's only new to the lightweight division as well. He was yeah. perennial featherweight, so this could be a new leaf of life for him, much like Charles Oliveira. So we shall see, Joseph. Should we stick with the lightweight division then? Talking about who he, you know, we're talking about Cam Moicano be a contender. These are a couple of lads that he might have to fight along the way if he wants to get there. These are legit contenders. I have to admit, Matthew, it's not the fight I'm most looking forward to. Obviously, Dustin Poirier coming up next weekend against Connor in a pay per view. You just told me it is a pay per view in the UK as well, which is always very depressing news. Every any time I hear that, I wasn't aware. So yeah, I mean, like I say, these are the ones at the top of the tree. Dustin Poirier probably the uh, unofficial best lightweight in the world. I think most people would agree at the moment. Obviously, you want to go and see him test his metal against Charles Oliveira. And I understand why they're taking this fight. They both want it. It's a big money maker. Like I say, they can get away with charging however many people in the UK a score as well. So that's an extra bit of knicker in it in their pocket. So fair play to them. But yeah, like I say, I'm not, I'm not that up to it. I just, I'm kind of wanting Dustin to come here, get the win and then see him up against Olives. I think that's the one to do. Yeah. I'm not up for it either, Joe, in that I think that it's just too soon, right? There's been nothing to suggest that... Uh, like In the last fight, you thought, oh, Connor, he, he might be back here. He might have something, because yep. he had that mistake about him. You had that narrative of the first fight to go on. But it's not like he's lost in January and then come back and beat a 
Justin Gaethje, for example, and he's he's shed the ring rust and he's back and he's and he's ready to get revenge on Dustin Poirier. He's had none of that. It's just basically yeah. been lost and come back for another bite of the cherry with absolutely no suggestion that the outcome will be any different to what it was back in January. Um, I think that Poirier's seeing this as just with dollar signs in his eyes, thinking, all right, this is easy money. That was easy in January. I'm going to do the same again, and then I'm going to go and fight Charlie Ollis for the belt and finally win the undisputed title. Problem is that it doesn't always go that straightforward with with MMA. Anything can happen. Well, that's Jake. it. If he loses. That, that, that is the pull that we have. Obviously, Connor's coming in a little bit more like his old self from the fact that he's been a bit of a git this time round rather than all the nighty-nighty stuff, so that adds an element to it. But I really don't think it's going to make any difference. It's not the same young Dustin, mid-early 20s that you, you see back in the first fight where he was getting probably a little bit too emotional. He, he's, he's too wily for that. He don't care. His chin's going to hold up. Connor, he's got so much more heart than Connor, you've got to feel. And then I just can't see any other difference outcome to the first fight joseph i know you're not up for it but have you got any sort of predictions here any thoughts why aren't you up for it no, i think you know, I, think you, I think you hit the nail on 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 the head really when you said you lost in january and he's, he hasn't come back and knocked out a justin gaethje he hasn't done anything connor and i think it's just getting difficult now to keep asking people to get excited for a connor fight after yet another defeat in his last one to be fair you know, i don't want to be uh asked to the geese i'm sure he can doesn't care but uh for you know they say he loses again. They're going to ask you to get excited for his next fight, aren't they? And it's just yeah, the story hasn't quite turned out. Look, don't don't get me wrong. If if Connor goes out and knocks him out in the second round, first round, fair, fair play to him. Get him in against Charlie Olives or whatever. You can do a, a Gaethje fight then and 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 send him off. But uh, I guess it remains to be seen, doesn't it? If you know, I'm all down in the dumps about it. If that does happen, fair play. But if Dustin goes out and KOs him again, stops him again, you know, like you say, we saw it six months ago anyway. It'll just be a repeat. What do you think happens then to Connor then? Probably the same. Good start. Couple of nice digs. Oh, no, sorry. Like, after the fight, second oh, beat. I do what, what, do you think, what do you think he does? Do you think he sticks around? Boxing? The Nate fight? Is the Nate fight even there anymore? I think you might... He might fancy the Nate fight or the BMF fight with Jorge. Other than that, why bother? Just go do boxing, I would say. I see, I see it going down that route. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he fights one of them brothers in, in a year's time or something. I really couldn't. And <laughs> that's the level I think, think he's at. I mean, it sounds like we're <laughs> 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 They're very good, the Paul brothers. They're very good. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Obviously, he's got a higher level than that, but I mean, with where he's at, with he's not at the top of the UFC anymore. I don't think he's going to fight for a world boxing title. I think he he can only sort of do them celebrity fights. I don't know what else you'd call them, but yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a shame. But like he's he's had his 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 his, um, his pomp in the UFC, and I think it's we're just seeing the back end a bit now. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. What about someone who's got a little bit of the Conor McGregor's about him? Sean O'Malley. I know you're kind of, you like their, both of their styles, you're big fans. Anyway, he was up against Louis Smolker this weekend. Because we'll, really, truthfully, we've been waiting for Sean O'Malley to get another big fight since his Cheeto Vera fight, which he lost. Slight controversy there. Who knows? I mean, And then Louis Smolker got announced and we thought, okay, 
not really what we were, were hoping for, was it? But Lewis Mulker's out, and a bloke called Chris Moutinho with a 9-4 and four record is in on debut against Sean O'Malley. Well, I mean, it's, it's almost like... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Lost for words. It's, it's, like, it's like Connor's handing over my hater baton over to yeah. Sean O'Malley <laughs> in the same weekend. Not that I'm a hater, but... It, it speaks for itself that. I mean, we were always sort of a bit up in the air about that Smolka one. I thought that was a gimme. I thought they're just throwing him on here so he can get a highlight real knockout. I think Smolka is a, a fantastic veteran, but he's if O'Malley is as good as everyone's saying he is and the UFC is saying they are and O'Malley is saying he is, he needs to be fighting better than that if he wants to get into the top 15, particularly when he's calling out Yan and, and the like on, on social media and stuff. And then you get this come across where our Smolka's out You've got everyone throwing their name yeah. into the hat. You've got Ricky Simone. I think Marab said he'd do it before he goes. Kevin and Holland. Who, sorry? Kevin Holland wanted to do it. He said he Kevin could get Holland. down to 172 <laughs> and a half. <laughs> I mean, I can see why he served that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like it's on a couple of days' notice, is it? It's 10 days, two weeks, something like that. And yeah. you, they bring in a debutant who's 9 and 4. Decent record, no doubt, but they're bringing him in on 10 days' notice, which we've seen people come in on a lot less notice than that who are established. You're telling me there's not one Bantamweight who's in the, not even just in the top 15, just an, you, on the roster. Who's had one fight in the UFC. Yeah, who would be up for that fight on 10 days' notice, who can make it to wherever this event's being held. Or even a flyweight who's blown up, who don't have to cut weight. And they bring in someone called... Jal Moutinho to come in and fight him. I don't know. I think it's a bit of a bit of a mock, mockery. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, Joe, but he's certainly getting a bit of a slate in any O'Malley. It's just it just stinks of a let's get him on a Conor McGregor card where everyone's gonna be watching and let him get a highlight real knockout. Let him knock which is what out. I thought was gonna be the case with Smoker, but this just even sort of just blows it up even more. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say a lot of people are rooting for Chris Moutinho next weekend. I certainly am. I don't know what he looks like, but I'm rooting for him. <laughs> You just when he t- when he walks the ring, there's my bloke. There he is. <laughs> Not Sean O'Malley. <laughs> yeah. Although I think they do look very very similar. To be fair, I think they've got a big tattoo on their face on their face on their chest. <laughs> they got the uh, they got the the air going on, so it might be quite difficult. Particularly if I'm staying up to watch it because of the yeah. obviously is pay per view, so I might be a bit sleepy and get a bit confused. But Joseph, what what are your thoughts? Do you give him any chance? No idea. No idea. Like you say on debut, anything could happen. I'm rooting for him, but you got. I think he probably nailed it again. Looking for the highlight reel from Sean Z, aren't you? So most likely that's what that's what will probably happen. Is it worth a tenner on on Mutinzi? Could be one to nine, uh, Sean Z. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Shopping, which just says it all, really. <laughs> <laughs> Did you catch any of the Cage Warriors at the weekend? Obviously, it's on Fight Pass nowadays, which is a little bit of a pain. We're all subscribing to BT and, we, and we've lost it. But do you see any of it? Oh, I caught a little bit here and there, Joseph. I did. Obviously, you, you got to manage it with the football. Yes, you? true. Uh, that true, was, that yeah. was during the, the glory years when there was three games on, I think. Definitely had two a day at least. So, But I, I managed to see quite a few bits there. There was, It was almost too much to digest. There was a lot of finishes from what the ones I've seen. A lot of interesting talents and some older lads who had just joined Cage Warriors who were just... Going down a storm, I picked one out myself, not to 
break my arm, patting my own back, but Dominic Woodin with an absolutely sensational, yeah. sensational finish, and he made it look easy against a very tough opponent. He's put a whole bantamweights on notice there, but Ian Gary's the one in it. He's the one that everyone's That's talking it. about. 23 years of age, dominant performance over Jack Grant. Welterweight title in the bag. Um, you don't want him to get pushed into the UFC too soon. Obviously, you can have them in comparisons with Connor purely because he's Irish and come from Cage Warriors, but they're very different fighters. He's his own man, and I think he's going to eventually make it to the UFC. But I'd like to see him sort of establish himself as the best welterweight in Europe first before making that move, get a little bit more experience. But the big story to come out there is he actually uh, split up with his team the week of that fight, Joseph. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, really? What happened there, then? Yeah, I don't know. There was a little statement come out. So I, I don't want to put words if it was mouth, but I did read something where apparently he's quite difficult to deal with. So And then <laughs> on the week of a fight, that is not ideal. So no idea what's happened. Obviously, a lot of it will be behind closed doors, and it will stay that way. But... To go through that in the week of probably the biggest five of his life, well, he definitely is the biggest five of his life, and then putting a performance like that, it just shows you the, just the talent he has. And at 23, that is very, very young to be put on a performance like that. So exciting stuff there. Joseph, is it enough for you to put 7.99 into UFC pockets every month? <laughs> I've had my own battles with Fight Pass in the past, and I'm not quite recovered from those yet. I don't know if I'm ready to start giving them my money. But just on Ian Gary... Well, wait, like you say, perhaps, yeah, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you. I'd like to see him take a little bit more time, particularly in that weight class. A lot of, lot of absolute monsters at welterweight in the UFC. And, you know, it remains to be seen whether he'd like to move down to, to lightweight, but maybe once he gets there, obviously it's difficult with that 15-pound gap. So perhaps take a little bit more time and make your mind up. Are you going to go up or are you going to go down? And then really pack on the size once you can to uh, go up to welterweight, but... You know, fantastic to see. Obviously, Cage Warriors are doing big things at the moment. They got a card coming up in America soon, I think, haven't they? Their first one. Oh yeah, out in, uh, out in California, isn't it? So they're, they're smashing it. So I think, I think they're doing well actually with that fight past affiliation. So I think it's. A I bet they get a lot of viewers back. from the US and things like that with it. Yeah, I think it's quite tit for tat. The UFC they're sorting them out as well, and in turn they'll just nick all of their, all their, their best fighters. Yeah. But, <laughs> Great for the fighters. They yeah. know their champion in cage warriors are pretty much guaranteed. A couple of defences there. You're in the UFC. So, yeah, it was an excellent event as always. I'd like to attend the next one, hopefully when there's actually some kind of fans allowed in, which can't be very far off now, surely. Can't be. Not when you're getting 60,000 in Wembley. Can't be that far off, can it? Just do it at Wembley. Just do, just <laughs> do the cage warriors true. trilogy at Wembley. A free cages. Do them at the same time. Yeah. But, um, Joseph... Where, where, where do you want to go from here? Obviously, we're talking about Fight Pass and BT. You wish it was on BT and stuff. That Ariel Hawani stuff. I don't know too much about it, but he seems to have... Who is it ESPN he's cut ties with? Or he's resigned from and now I'm working for BT? It was ESPN, yeah. He's, he's he put that to one side. And obviously, ESPN are the, the broadcaster, <laughs> aren't they, for the UFC? So obviously there's quite a close tie there, and I think I think to a degree because he was on Bisping the other week or whenever it was, I think to a degree he felt a little bit tied down there. Obviously he had good times, good opportunities. I think he's done uh, basketball and what have you. So it's been a good time for him. But they parted ways. He has signed with BT. I don't think it's as as much of a full time thing. Obviously it's only the BT MMA at the moment, at least anyway. But he's bringing back the MMA hour. I think it's still been going on. I think uh, did Luke Thomas take it over? Or yeah. maybe, yeah. But uh, Ariel's coming back, and I do. I did like 
the MMA hour whenever he was on it. I think it's a good show. And I think he's got um, some other things going on, a couple of podcasts. I think I saw some different outlets and that. And to be fair, I, I do like Hawaiian. He gets a lot of stick. There's a, a little bit of a sort of propaganda against him from the UFC in a way. They, for whatever reason, they just don't like him, don't they? He got booted out of the uh, the event that one time. But I, I like Hawaiian. I think his, his art's in the right place. I do believe him when he says he's there kind of for the fighters to champion their causes and things like that. And since the little bit that I've seen of him since, it'd be interesting to see how he goes on BT very well, I would imagine. But yeah, I think he's, he's, he's starting to hear some more opinions. I think some some more stories are, are going to start coming out. So you think he was almost in bed with the UFC by being with ESPN, so he weren't sort of digging them out when he perhaps could have been and uh, releasing stories that he perhaps wouldn't would otherwise if he wasn't in bed with the UFC. It's quite interesting. He is good. He is good, Ariel. I mean, he's, like you yeah. say, he has his detractors. Dana White hates him. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely hates him. I think it goes back to, I don't know if you actually saw it. It was a thing that my mind is right here. UFC 199 when Bisping won the title and there was a big video montage of UFC 200, blah, blah, blah. All the fights you had Jones versus Cormier, Edgar, Aldo, and, and then you had that Brock Lesnar thing come in right at the end, and it was meant to be a big shock and stuff, but apparently he just released it on Twitter that news about an hour before, and it ruined yeah. the surprise. And uh, Dana, I think, has hated him ever since. So I think it's come from that. I mean, he does rub people up the wrong way a little bit, but I think he's... I, he's a wind-up. He, he's he a plays wind-up up to that, though. I think that's yeah. part of his shtick, and that's why he's so successful. He gets all the good interviews, and I think the UFC should want him to continue the good work he's doing because he gets eyes on the sport and he and he promotes their events. So, yeah, fair play to him. But I don't know what he's going to do on BT, though. What with the not being in Britain and stuff like that, will he jump on board with uh, the two Northern lads, Pete and Catterall? Will he well, do I mean, his own thing? It's Bisping's doing it. Bisping's doing it now, isn't he? As well. Oh, he's yeah, he's doing it instead of Hardy, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, is it instead of? I think so. I think... Because obviously Hardy was doing it. Then they tried getting in Wass's chops, Kavanagh for a couple. You know when they do the, the yeah, three, yeah. And obviously Hardy's gone, and I think they think oh, we can't just do them two. We, it's basically the fight disciples then. So they need to get some kind of <laughs> yeah. fighters insight. So then Bisping's been brought in, obviously doing great standard. And but yeah, you just wonder where Helwani's going to be for that. Well, um, I think. Bisbing did kind of tell a story. I don't know if he was half joking, but he said, because I, I think Bisbing interviewed someone, but he did, he did a proper sit-down interview with a fighter for BT Sport. And he's thinking, oh, do you know what? Like, I like this. This is They must rate me. They're giving me the interviews, which is you know usually given to someone with a bit of training or what have you. So he's getting quite excited. And then a couple of days later, they announced the signing of Ariel Hawani. <laughs> so he thought, oh, well... There goes there goes that role then. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just a legend, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I love him. He loves it. He loves it. Seeing him, of course, aren't we, Joseph? October, isn't it? Sometime, yeah. Sometime. We'll be, we'll be on our fifth wave by then, so. I'll be double vax by then, mate. You double vax nearly? You had your, you had your first vax? I had me first, and then uh, September, my second. Ah, oh, I'm August. We'll, we'll be solid. October, exactly. bring it on. I can't wait, man. I, I can't even remember where it is. Nothing. Uh, yeah, not sure. Not sure. 
But yeah, should be a should be a blast as they show. Hopefully better than Brendan Sharp's one. I, I look back sometimes when we went to see Brendan Sharp. Hello, like, what were they thinking? I can't believe I used to go. <laughs> I paid money. It was a great laugh. It was funny at the time, wrong. yeah. But yeah, just bizarre when you look back at some of the some of the things you used to go and watch. But anyway, Joseph, what we are going to watch is the UFC next week. I know you're saying you're not going to pay, or you don't want to pay. I'll pay when I. I'll pay. But you got to pay if you won the boy in Burnley, haven't you? Exactly. This is this is the worth the admission fee alone. Stephen Wonder by Thompson, everyone's favourite fighter. Again, he's had his opportunities in the past. Got a draw, didn't he? Draw and a narrow loss, which is pretty impressively fair. Prime T Wood at the time. Yeah. Up against Burns, he's had his go as well, to be fair, against uh, a different opponent. Got smashed up, didn't he? So, I mean, I'm rooting for, I'm rooting for Thompson in this one. I do, you know, Burns, I was never overly uh, excited about Burns. Where who was who did he fight before Usman? He stopped someone, didn't he, to get the shot? He beat Woodley, and before that he knocked out Meyer. Yeah, so I think the Woodley one was kind of impressive. You're like, oh, okay, got good good knockout power and stuff like that. Obviously went in against Usman, not quite there yet. So I don't know, I, I, I've got to say, I do fancy Stephen Thompson in this one. I think he's getting on a little bit, isn't he, you could say, but he, he looked better than he ever has in his last fight. And I think it's only fair that it, that he does get another go, to be honest. He only fights monsters. It's been a while since he lost to Woodley. Woodley's not even in, in, in the sport anymore. So you can see which sort of different roads they've gone down. And I, I, I like the match-up as well. I think it's a little bit of a contrast in styles. I just do struggle to see how Gilbert Burns is going to get get a hold of him in any way without getting cracked like on the way in I just think I just think um Thompson's movement that that we all know and just his reflexes countering he can lead the dance as well force you back I'm just not quite sure that Burnsy from what I've seen has got enough to get around that you know I think I think he'd probably want you know he's got he's got a good shot on him could land a good shot I think he'd probably want to get close to him if he can and yeah, like I say, I think he'll probably get caught trying to do that. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more, Joseph. I, I, I think he's just, he said it there, his movement is just ridiculous. I mean, you know, you, you've seen him live, like, yeah. it's just even more special when you see it in the flesh as well, just how ridiculous it is for a human body. Yeah. Big lad as well, to move like that. <laughs> he and a unit. And, and at that age as well, and he, he's not really getting any older in terms of his uh, abilities and his skill set, it's just... Like he's in his prime almost, yeah, and yeah. I think I think he's just going to be too long, too elusive for Gilbert Burns, who's not really he's quite squatting, he's quite he is quite muscly, <laughs> short, muscly, which he's, he's no good against someone who's is a rangy striker. Um, I think he's very, very talented, Gilbert Burns. I don't think he's going to get a shot even if he wins this. So he's in a really, no. really tricky position. So it's it's all about it's the Wonder Boy show, and hopefully he can get a win. We will, everyone says. If anyone's going to beat Usman, it's going to be him because of the style. And whether that happens or not, I don't know, Joseph. That's a conversation for another day. But I'd yeah. certainly like to have the opportunity to find out. And I think this weekend, or well, next weekend, Wonderboy puts down a statement. I think he'll get. I think he'll leak out the decision. I don't think he'll finish Burns. He's tough as tough as old boots. I know Usman finished him, but Usman's Usman, isn't he? So yeah. I, th- I think Wonderboy will get the win, and hopefully we get to see him fight for the title because, as you say, he's not getting any younger. He's a bit of an older lad now and he deserves a shot because he's always been a company man and fought people. He, probably a little bit beneath him when he has fought them. 
doing the company a favour. So hopefully the company does him a favour this time around. Yeah, and his YouTube is taking off a little bit as well. Wonderboy Thompson got a good channel. Always uh, doing di- different bits, so that's quite funny. What's he doing on his, on his YouTube? Uh, he'll do anything. He'll be like a MMA fighter trains with a XYZ athlete, and they kind of cross pollinate and do all that good stuff. His little tip videos and things like that. If you're into that sort of business, so like you say, just an all round legend, really. Yeah, he's, he is the Ned Flanders, isn't he? He <laughs> hasn't got a bad bone in his body. He's but, ripped yeah, like, like Ned Flanders. Do like him a lot. Tell you what else I like, Joseph. Go on. I like Big Paul Craig. <laughs> I certainly do as well. Joe, who else I like, Matthew? Me? Yeah, someone who's you don't look too dissimilar to as well. Gustafsson, Alexander Gustafsson. You've got the same same build, I think, and a, a similar sort of stature of beard. Yes. Also, that Viking look. I, I completely forgot about Gustafsson. I didn't even know he was on the roster. I thought he, he retired. I'm guessing he uh, stayed in the testing pool and all that business, did he? I, he, he went up to heavyweight, didn't he? Yeah, he just Ver, lost. Verdum uh, stopped him. Yeah, and then you didn't hear hide nor hair of him since. And then out pops the news. When was it? Yesterday? I think it was, it was late yesterday that... Yes. Our boy, we put the question out there, actually, who should Paul Craig fight next? And we had some answers. Some said title shot, which was quality. <laughs> uh, Nikita Krylov, I think, was probably the one that was nailed on. I thought he'd fight Volkan Uzdemir or someone. And then it comes out last night, Joseph. Big Gus. Big Gus. Can you believe it? Oh, that's uh-huh. a massive, massive fight for him. And a winnable one, too. Exactly. I'm over the moon for him. This is... Gustafsson is one of the biggest names kind of in the sport. I remember when I got the like the first UFC game on Xbox One or whatever it was on. And, like... Gustafsson was the poster boy. He was the one. He was the main character in the game. So, you know, lost a couple, wasn't he? Lost a couple, but only to John Jones. Uh, I think Anthony Smith beating him in his last one, which is fair enough. But Verdun, yeah. Daniel Cormier, like these are the these are the only people he's lost to. So he's you know obviously getting on a bit, but that that doesn't stop people all the time, does it? So I think this is just fantastic for Paul Craig. You know, in a way, I, I would have liked to see Gustafsson back, and I would have been like, "Yeah, I really want Gustaf- Gustafsson to win." But no, I don't I want him to. I don't want him to win this one. I want Paul Craig to win. So I, I kind of got a little bit of mixed feelings about it on Gustafsson's because I really would like to see him have a good go. I, I kind of I like him as a personality, but yeah, I do. I, I you know, I've got a root for Paul Craig. I think it's what he's deserved. Similarly to what to what you just said there uh, about Thompson, Paul Craig. Maybe you could say he's been fighting people that are potentially a little bit below him. Maybe Jamal, Jamal Hill, not that many fights compared to what the, the the sort of work that Paul Craig's put in. So I think he deserves it. And I do think it is winnable as well. Maybe you could say if he's going to try and punch with him, fight with him on the feet, not the way to go. But I think he's more than capable of getting a hold of him. You know, I look at what John, what John Jones did to Gustafsson and basically just held him there and beat the shit out of him. You know, I know he's a different level, but I think that means there's certainly avenues for Paul Craig to do some work there. Yeah, like you say, it's, every fight he goes into is just seems to be a striker versus grappler match. Yeah, yeah. He, he's done remarkably well in the yes. last five. I think it's a very, very tough fight. I think it's like, yeah, he's been out of the, the game for a while. He's got a very dodgy record. He's on a bit of a skid. I was looking at his record, though. I think out of the last seven, he's lost five. But the two he's won, the two lads fighting for the title, they're Jan and 
and Tashira. Yeah, he yeah. sold them both at the time, obviously a long time ago. But he's, he's got the talent, man. He's still got it, and he's coming back for a reason. I'm, I'm pulling for Paul Craig. I think it's, as long as, as you say, Joseph, the, what the worry is, if he starts trying to box with him, he's, he's not going to end well. But if he gets into the ground, he's riding just incredible momentum at the minute, isn't he? I mean, like when we were talking about it with the Scottish lads a couple of weeks ago, the, the mere mention of a title shot just seemed, even then, before the uh, Jamal Hill fight, even se- then seemed like a bit of a long shot. Well, he, let, Paul, let me stop you there. If Paul Craig beats Gustafsson, does he get a title shot? I think he's in there. That, <laughs> I think I think he jumps the queue of Ozdemir because he's had one, uh, Smith because he's had one. Who else is in there? Reyes. Reyes because he's had two, and then Prohaska's the uh, next in line. You've got Prohaska versus the other fella, Rakic. Bar them two, he, he's right in there. And yes, he might need to get one more after that. But he's a hell of a lot closer than I think any of us dreamed he'd be near to a title shot. Of. It's just it's ridiculous, and it's such a massive fight. I don't know where it's going to be, or if it's a main event. It's certainly a main event fight, if you ask me. But what an opportunity for him! Because he he went into like number nine or something in the rankings. But this, I know he's not ranked Gustafsson, but he this this fires him right up there if he gets a win. Um, unbelievable! Can you imagine he wins the title? He just Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it'd be scenes, wouldn't it? Be absolute scenes. Yeah, he might. Perhaps he does need to get in there before Prohaska and um, and Rakic. Maybe if uh, no DeSantos wins, uh, Tashera wins. Sorry, is that an interesting matchup against uh, Jiu Jitsu Paul Craig? Things like that. You know, I think I think potentially with a good win here. When when is Prohaska fighting? I must admit, I didn't even know that was announced. Is that um? I don't think it. I don't think it even is. I think it's just the one that everyone just wants sure. to happen. It's yeah, meant yeah, to yeah. happen. So, which obviously bodes well for Paul Craig and Gustafson, whichever one. Because, like, like I said, though, if okay, we want Paul Craig to get the win and stuff. But if Gus, who we like as well, does get a win, oh, if Gus got, gets the win, he's got a prime run to go and get the title, hasn't he? He's beat both of them. So whoever wins, he's yeah. got the he's got that ace card up his sleeve. So. Yeah, massive, massive fight at 205. And as we say, it's just legendary division. It used to be the marquee division with big names and the, the huge superstars. But now it's just riddled with intrigue and old lads, and I love it. <laughs> We've got a couple of good fights coming up as well. Ryan Hall back. Ilya Tapuria, looking forward to that one. Old school, I know you're looking forward to this one. Carlos Condit, Max Griffin. And then potentially a bit of a wild one. Nico Price, best shoulders in the game up against Michelle Pereira. Yeah, that's the one for me. Yeah. I love the other two ones. Obviously, love Carlos Condit. Still knocking about. Max Griffin as well. He's no spring chicken either. Ryan Hall's doing his once every two years fight. Yeah. Coming back for that <laughs> one. But Tapuria, he's he, decent man and unbeaten. He's a he's a good good prospect. So that would be a quite an interesting test for him. Probably his toughest test to date. But, man, that Nico Price-Pereira one's just ridiculous. That's the, that's the main one. I think that's even... That next weekend, two six four. These all two six four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I miss, yeah. Did I miss that uh, memo? <laughs> yeah, that's the fight for me. That's ridiculous. I think Nico Price is probably the most underrated one in the division. Pereira seems to have his head screwed on a little bit now as well. He's still that that wild child about him, massive lump, and but actually has some sort of tactical nous now instead of yeah, doing I mean, backflip. So 
I just his coach came out this week and said like we're going for the title. We're we're not messing about. Wow. We're we're, we're going for it, sort of thing. So that's what you want to hear, though, isn't it? That's that's what you want to hear. And, yeah. and Nico Price is you talk about gatekeepers quite a lot, but he is the well-weight gatekeeper. Just outside the rankings, just inside here and there. The gate's slightly open with him. So yeah. and Pereira needs to smash that gate down and and try and go through Nico Price. But no one goes through Nico Price really e- any easily with without a little bit of bloodshed. So that's going to be a very, very violent one, I think. That's 100% fight of the night, in my opinion. Joseph, what are your thoughts on those three? Yeah, good fights. I mean, it's a good pay-per-view all round, really. Kevin Lee's back against Sean Brady. You know, I think we kind of all... We want Kevin Lee to do well, really, I think, don't we? We just want to see him put it together. I think. It's been pulled, has it? I think he did, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I saw that he had... It wouldn't surprise me with young Kev. Yeah, man. Suffered an injury. Well, I was looking forward to that one. So all I've got left is a quick shout-out to Drikas Duplessis, South African fighter. I think he was a champ down in South Africa. South Africa. And uh, (laughs) he looked good in his debut, got a nice finish. So I'm interested to see how he gets on. I don't think I can name a single South African fighter. Uh, Oh, that's a thinker. Yeah. No, no. No, not from not from me, mate. No, that's that's quite that's quite interesting. Well, I keep an eye out for. But other than that, Matthew, unless you've got a AOB, I think that's it. No AOB from me, man. Um, no, it's, it's been good. Rattle through a few bits and bobs there. I am absolutely sweating in here, Joseph. I've had to turn my fan off, as you well know. Yeah, yeah. doors are shut. Keep out that keep out that racket outdoors, away from the pod. Uh, but I, I am sweating, so. I have to ramp up that. Get a foot, get a football on. Get a pizza on. Happy days. Happy Friday. Happy yeah. weekend. Happy weekend. I think I have got a little takeaway coming tonight as well. Football tomorrow. Pay per view next weekend. Bit of a downpour, I think, over the weekend. But other than that, Classic. At, least, at least we've got something. At least we've got something to do. Well, on that on that glorious note, Joseph, shall we? Shall we wrap up? Let's wrap it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Check out the socials, MustardMMA, MustardMMA.com for all your latest blogs and links as well. Leave a like and a little subscribe or whatever you can just to help us get a little boost. That would be much appreciated. But other than that, have a good one. Go on, later.